Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network. Alongside with me is my co-host and a girl who always does the right thing 80% of the time, (laughs) Shay Kilmer. Hello, my romantics, erratics, and curious people. If you love a show like Weebs Love Cosplay, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. Hello, my dear. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. That's good. Mm-hmm. What about you? Are you awesome? I'm all right. You're just all right? Yeah, I've been having a lot of migraines this week. My body is not doing well. Like, my body hates me. I've been having, like, shoulder pain, back pain. I've been having, like, random stabbing in my stomach. Oh, my God. You're in your 20s. You're talking like you're an old person. I know. I'm basically a grandma. It's fine. (laughs) You're a train wreck. I am a train wreck. It's true. You're not a train wreck. You're, You're pretty okay. I feel like oh. nobody would disagree with you. <laughs> well, I hope you feel better. So does all our listeners out there. Thanks, guys. You're so sweet. How many of our male listeners out there are like, I know what she needs. She needs one of my great massages. It's funny. Guys always are like, I'm so great at massaging. And I think I've only found one dude that is actually good at massaging. They know they're not good at massaging. You know what massaging means. Massaging is the segue to, to sex. You know what's also I find funny? Like, I'm so good at massage. Like, just massaging is what I'm talking about right now. And, like, I'll do it for, like, a whole hour. Get, like, the oils, set up the candles, make sure there's aromatherapy. Like, really get the knots out and stuff. And I get, like, uh, like one-handed staring off into onto, like, the TV kind of massage. Like, it is bullshit. Yeah, because men are stupid. They suck at it. They um, They don't have, like, that intimate nature you know what i mean to to get into the zone of like really giving and receiving a massage you have to get into like that that like exotic kind of intimate mindset you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you don't it's just kind of like utilitarian all men are thinking when they're giving a massage is how long do i have to do this to where i can stop massaging and actually move towards it turning into sex yeah, no, I just, I would really like for you to actually care enough about me to actually give me a massage because I have so many like ailments going on. So, <laughs> you mean giving you a massage with no expectation in return? Mm-hmm. That is a tall order, my dear. How dare I? I know. <laughs> well, 
Shay, you know, almost everything, a story, a relationship, whatever, everything has a beginning, a middle and an end, correct? Sure. So when it comes to relationships, you and I, or, or dating, whatever, you and I talk a lot about like the beginning, you know, like how to not fuck up um, the beginning of a relationship or dating or, or how to make that happen. That's the beginning part that you and I talk a lot about. Right. And we talk a lot about probably the most of what we talk about is the middle part, the, the part of what all the stupid things to not do while you're, while you are dating someone or you're in a relationship. That's that middle part that people tend to like really screw up. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like there's... people just fuck up at all times in non-relationships and relationships. Yeah, I, I agree. And then there's the end. And that's something that you and I don't talk a whole lot about, but there is a lot to talk about at the end of a relationship. Just like there's a lot to talk about at the end of a movie. If you go see a good movie with someone, you know, you want to talk about it. Go get coffee or, or a drink and talk about the movie. And usually it's the ending that's like very notable. You know, that's where everything comes to a climax, if you will. Um, so relationships, there's a lot that happen at the end of a relationship because more often than not, the end of a relationship is drama filled. It's very, very few times is it amicable where people are like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't feeling it either. And oh, you weren't feeling it either. Okay, let's go our separate ways. It doesn't usually work that way. Um, so and that's when the worst comes out of people, wouldn't you say, when, at the end of a relationship? Yeah, I would def definitely say I've seen some, like, some nasty moments from other people. And don't get me wrong, like, if I wasn't ready for the relationship, I went cuckoo kachu as well. So, <laughs> Really? Women with drama? I know. I, don't get me wrong. I've never, like, slashed anyone's tires. I've never, like broken someone's stuff trust me i wanted to but like i think the most i ever did was like slapped or tried to slap a guy that i found out was cheating on me it was like in high school i tried to slap him and i didn't expect a dude that like plays world of warcraft to have like good reaction time but this oh. boy dodged it and I only got like the tips of my fingers across his face. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was really disappointed in myself. So I tried it again and he already knew what was happening. So he got out of my car hmm. real fast. Well, thanks for that example to prove my point about how some people have less than rational reactions during the end of a relationship. Listen, um, I found out he cheated on me. Okay. It's not my fault. Yeah, right. I, saw, I saw red. All right. Which is usually the cause, not usually, but it is one of the main causes of a relationship going bad is, is somebody ended up cheating. And, you know, I made that crack about what drama and women, but men go pretty fucking bananas at the end of a relationship oh as God. well. I kicked a guy out of my house because he had like, I asked him just to like come over to take my dog out and he could like wait a couple hours until I got home because I like I knew him for years and I was like, yeah, you can come to the house and everything. This motherfucker, after I told him I got home, he had drank all of my wine, an entire bottle by himself and <laughs> white claws. 
the remaining i had like four white claws oh my god you shouldn't mix those two by the way dude in the span of like the two hours that i wasn't gonna be home and i should have known because he called me like four times on my way when i was within like five minutes of the house and i get home and this dude is drunk off his ass um starts yelling and stuff and um i tried kicking him out he wasn't he wasn't leaving obviously he was drunk and i finally get him out of my house this dude called me 39 times from a no caller ID. <laughs> that's about 38 times more than he should have um and because i was like listen we're done you're not talking to me anymore goodbye yeah these three times wow yeah so that's a good example of the bananas irrational behavior that men sometimes exhibit too Oh. And I get like people be like, oh, he was drunk. He doesn't know any better. It's like, listen, you do know better when you're drunk for the most part. Like it's just yeah. things that you wouldn't normally carry out when you're sober. Cause you're like, I'm drunk. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You still have those instincts, but when you're drunk, it makes it, you tell yourself it's a, it's a better idea than, than it would have sounded if you were sober. Exactly. So yeah, we talk a lot about how to not be so stupid, you know, when it comes to sex and dating and relationships. So, so you don't embarrass yourself. You know, that's what we're really caring that way. We don't want people out there embarrassing themselves. You're and so, so you don't get your ass ghosted or dumped or, or whatever. But sometimes there are people who are just beyond help despite our best efforts. Shay and I may have dated some of these people. I think, uh, tell, tell us, John, what was your craziest thing you've done during a breakup? the craziest thing that I did during a breakup. Mm-hmm. Tell us your girl, crazy side. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Um, in my early 20s, I wasn't oh nearly God. as mature as I am right now. That was a long time ago. <laughs> ah, stop it. <laughs> and uh, so we broke up. And not only did we break up, but, but she broke up with me for another guy. And Ooh. so I knew th- there was... I knew that um, they were spending a lot of time with each other. So I got drunk and I went to her house and he was there. And um, I basically went to the door and not in a violent way, but it was just one of those like, Hey, I'm coming in. And she's like, no, you can't come in here. And um, I, I went in and like started a fight with the guy. Wow. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Men and their testosterone. I swear to God. Right. When in reality, it wasn't that guy's fault. It was her fault. You know what I mean? He, she probably told him, "Hey, the, you know, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend, and then we can do our thing." And uh, but like, but like, it's really your fault because she broke up with you. What she does the second after you guys are broken up is none of your business. Exactly. Which is a really good kind of reveal to what this episode is really all about. I mean, you and I are good, but we're not miracle workers. So we can't stop people from doing this crazy behavior after you get dumped. Like Shay and I just described uh, some of the, the, the crazy things that either we did or, or other people have done to us during a breakup. You know, sometimes getting dumped is just inevitable. You can't avoid it despite your best efforts. So. While we can't always control whether or not you get dumped, what you can control is how you deal with it after it happens. A lot of times when 
you get dumped, you may not be given a reason exactly why they dumped you, you know, or sometimes they just, sometimes they don't give you a reason. Like if you were ghosted or, or whatever, or they may just give you a very vanilla reason to try to spare your feelings. So they don't hurt your feelings, you know? This is um, the thing that I hate the most about that. What? Is that like, please hurt my feelings so that I can use that as fuel to get over you. And like people don't understand, like when you're trying to protect someone's feelings and aren't just straight up honest, that makes things so much worse. You mean it's worse when they are brutally honest? No. Like it's so much better when people are brutally honest and be yeah. straight up rather than trying to protect someone's feelings. Because when you, what happens when you're protecting someone's feelings is that they're confused. They don't get like the closure that they need yeah. because you're not being straight up with them. So if you're just like, I want to pursue things with other, someone else, I don't see this going anywhere because I've lost my feelings for you, whatever it is. Cause no matter what the, real reason is they're still going to be confused in a way shape or form but they're not going to be as confused as they are if you just kind of like skim over it be like it's not you it's me it's like what the fuck does that even mean yeah you know like yeah so i just think like if you're brutally honest with someone that's going to be the best way if you actually care about them this is like if you actually care about them you need to be brutally honest with them and yourself too, because that's going to help them heal. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think that when you're real vague about why you're dumping somebody, it, it's like a puzzle that's missing a bunch of pieces, you know, and the, the person that you're dumping doesn't really get that closure, like what you're talking about. And it drags it on like longer and longer and longer, at least in their mind, and I think that they're more apt to, you know, not probably go through a lot more pain than they normally would to get over the breakup. But I think that by you being vague about why you're breaking up with them may lead to them causing more drama for you than, than there needs to be. So if you leave a lot of those pieces of the puzzle missing they may continue to contact you to try to get those, you know, pieces filled in. Like they may text you every now and then they may, you know, get drunk and sit and call you one day, you know? Um, and if you were brutally honest to begin with, yeah, they may have more pain in the short term because you had to be brutally honest with them, but there's no room for like ambiguity. There's nothing for them to read into and wonder, is there still a chance or maybe she had it wrong, you know, or it was a misunderstanding. And so you, they may have like hope and they'll keep contacting you because of it. Yeah. And this is the thing with like contact. The best way to get over a relationship is to block all numbers, all social media, delete them, whatever it is. But if they even think that there's a speckle of hope for getting back together or whatever, and they're not the ones that are doing the breaking up, and you let them have that hope when there isn't, fuck you first off. Yeah. Because that is so unhealthy for that, that other person. Yeah. And it really, when you do that, you really don't give a crap about them. Like, 
you do not care that this is literally probably tearing them apart. Yeah. And, it's, and that's not okay. Yeah. And so many people, they suck at that kind of confrontation um, or what they feel is going to be confrontation. And you know what? It's like, you know, I don't want to be that guy because I'm really not like super old. I'm older than Shay for sure. But I do remember a time in dating when there was no social media and there was no text messaging. So either you were going to break up with somebody. I mean, you had three ways to break up with somebody really is either over the phone or in person, or you sent them like a letter. I'm not that old to where people sent letters. I mean, that was way gone, but you know, they called it like a dear John letter <laughs> Oh God! where you would do it in a letter. So, you know, but today there is so many different ways that you could do it. Now the, you know, the way to truly have balls and do it is to do it in person. But I know that's super awkward and super uncomfortable. And sometimes people are afraid for their safety, depending on how the person's going to react. So, so I get it if you don't want to break up with somebody in person, but the, a very close second would be doing it over the phone to actually hear that person's voice. Um, they deserve that respect, you know, to at least hear it from your own voice. But sometimes a message is absorbed so much better when they actually hear like the inflection in your voice and the emotion in your voice and, and maybe the caring nature of it. Whereas if you see it in words, you sometimes can't interpret it. So that's really, to me, the only two acceptable ways. But even if you have no balls and you can't do it that way, there's still text messages. There's still social media. There's still email. There's a million different ways. So what I'm getting at is you have a lot of different ways you can do it. Don't just fucking ghost somebody. You know, we, you and I talked about ghosting before and it's like the worst. Yeah, I definitely, first off, if you ghost someone, especially when you've been in a relationship with one, someone for, especially for a while, I mean, I don't give a shit if you've been in a relationship for a week, you don't do that. Like that just shows you what type of person you are and you should feel like shit about yourself if you do something like that to someone. Yeah, you Um, suck. If you ghost somebody, you suck. I mean, I get ghosting in general, like for people you're not even dating. I mean, I don't, I get it, but I would never condone it. But like someone you're dating and you ghost, are you kidding me? (laughs) You're that much of a piece of shit, honestly. Yeah. Anyways. um, And you deserve any drama that person gives you because technically you never formally broke up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, um, but come on, you really, this is the thing. People try to think like, oh, I just want to protect them. I don't want to hurt their feelings, blah, blah, blah. It's like you are literally causing so much more damage and so much more harm with just not being honest and blunt with them. Like, you don't have to be an asshole. You don't want to be like, I think you're fugly as hell now. Um, So because I'm not attracted to you anymore um, and I don't even want to look at your face, (laughs) this is over. Your big stupid face. This is the thing. You don't have to be mean. You no. just have to be honest. And being honest will entail, hey, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't have feelings for you anymore. And it's not something that I can get back. And I'm sorry, like, if this, if this is the actual case. If you're starting to see someone, I mean, you don't have to tell them because that might cause some dramas. But, like, honestly, I would tell them because that's going to help them not talk to you anymore. 
unless they're literally like Italian or Mexican or something that and you, they might chop your head off. Um, <laughs> what? You don't know Spanish girls. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, I do. The Latinas, they, they're... Uh... Latinas are absolutely nuts and fiery and I love them. Um, yeah, I love them too. I think we love them in different ways though. Okay, anyways. Um, so, I don't know. I think you just have to be a decent person to understand and have at least a little bit of empathy for someone that you've shared a part of your life with, whether it be a short part or a long part, like you shared moments and memories with them. Um, so they at least deserve to know the truth in that aspect. So try yeah. not to be a piece of shit is what I'm saying. Yes. Now, all the bad behavior isn't only on the dumpers part. There is appropriate behavior on the dumpies part as well. Um, and, and that could be a very long conversation and we'll save some of it for future episodes. But what I want to talk about is like the very short term, like, like mid dumped, like right in the middle of getting dumped. There's do's and don'ts. So I'm going to preface it here with an example. Um, so lawyers, uh, you know, I know some lawyers and me being fascinated by it as well. I always ask my lawyer friends like inside tips and, and things like that. And, and here's one of the things that always stuck with me that translates also into the sex and dating world. And a lawyer says when you're like questioning a witness on the witness stand, when they give their answers, you know, a good witness will always be trained to say yes or no. You never elaborate, you know, because then you could be giving them what they're looking for all along. Whereas if you say, you know, closed ended answers like yes or no, you're not giving the lawyers any rabbit holes to go down to kind of back you into a corner. So when you have a witness that's stonewalling you and only saying yes or no, lawyers they say the cardinal sin is to ever ask a witness why like if a if if a witness gives you an answer never ask them why if you're the lawyer because now you just gave that witness an avenue to be able to prove the case of the side that they're wit that they're being a witness for you know what i mean so you never ask why that is like a trap you are trapping yourself in a corner you just never do that. So how, what does this have to do with sex and dating? If somebody breaks up with you and, you know, and they're being polite about it and say, I just didn't feel it, or I just don't think we were a right fit. I'm telling you, accept that. Just take that and run with it. That's valid. She, whether she was being vague or not, guys, she is telling you everything you need to know that she just doesn't want to be with you. You know, she, she wants to break up. She doesn't want to be with you. If her, if her reason was vague, that's fine. But if you come back and ask the, 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 the taboo lawyer question, well, why, what is it about me <laughs> that you're not attracted to? You just gave her ammunition to now totally crush and hurt your feelings. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because this is the thing, like people in general are going to have things that they like and dislike about you. Like you are not gonna, like, this is the thing. You're not gonna be everyone's perfect match. No, what I really think is funny too, that reminds me of when guys are like at the bar and they're like, can I get your number? 
and I'm like, no. And then they get butt hurt. Like, why are you yeah. too good for me? Like, it's like, probably, but like, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I should just say it at this point, but, <laughs> but like, I just think it's funny. Like, it doesn't matter the why the point is the action. What's happening is that this is over. We're not going any further. So take it, take the reasoning that they gave you and don't push any further because you pushing further isn't going to help anything and it doesn't solve anything and it doesn't help you. Yeah. And, and what, what comes to mind when it is, is a buddy of mine was on a date and, you know, just like I'm sure your friends ask you all about sex and dating advice because, you know, you have this show and I get the exact same thing. So people always come to me with this stuff. And he said he went on a date with a girl that they had awesome conversation on the dating apps and it was flirty and it really built up the anticipation for when they finally got together. Sure. And um, the date went well enough. It was dinner. They had a kiss goodnight. And then not long after, she started getting a little distant. And she did tell them that I just didn't feel the, the same connection when we were there on the date. That's it. He should have took that and been like, okay. And, and read between the lines that, okay, she's just not interested in going any further. He, but no, he didn't. He did the cardinal sin and said, well, what about, the, about that date caused you to not feel it? And now he, you open Pandora's box and what did she say to him? She goes, when after I kissed you, she goes, I have this thing that when I kiss people, it either gives me that butterfly feeling that I can't wait to see this guy again or it doesn't. And unfortunately, after I kissed you, I didn't have that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's like, if somebody told, said that to me, that would be like devastating to me because, you know, what, am I a bad kisser or, you know, what is it about? It? That would like totally hurt my feelings. Whereas if she would have just said, you know, I don't feel that connection, that's fine. It's very neutral. It's, it's, it's not damaging to your ego or whatever, but saying after I kissed you, I definitely didn't feel any butterflies in my stomach. He brought it on himself. You know what I mean? He, he yeah, asked her like, and she gave him an honest answer, which he asked for. This is the thing. Like the more you ask, the more it's going to hurt. Yeah. Period. Like this, but also like you can't think that like every single person that you like, or you have a crush on, likes you back or has a crush on you back so like maybe one person feels one way and another person feels the other way but you can't get butt hurt over that it's just like okay i understand thanks on to the next yeah yeah it it, it doesn't work that way if everybody was a match the first time you went on dates everybody out there would be married and you wouldn't be going on a thousand first dates <laughs> like i think i do <laughs> so you know the there's responsibility on both parts of the dumper and the dumpy. The dumper, yeah, be brutally honest if you think that that's what it's going to take for the person to get the message, you know, that you don't want to be with them. For the for the dumpy is take what they're telling you and whether you think it's bullshit or not, it doesn't matter. The the underlying theme is that they don't want to be with you. So no matter what further explanation she's going to give you or he's going to give you, doesn't matter. The underlying theme is the same. So why invite further hurting words and things that might hurt your ego or anger you or make you feel worse? 
why bring that drama on yourself? I don't get it. Yeah. I think it's like, I know some people don't take breakups really well. Um, and they keep wanting to dig like, why, why do you say this? Why is it like this? I don't understand what's going on. Blah, blah. And I think it's just because they're hurt and they try to make sense of the hurt yeah. rather than just like understanding that they aren't going to be with this person anymore. And like, it's one thing to try to figure out what it is in, in regards to if there was something they did wrong so that they can grow. But if someone just loses feelings, like it happens, you don't Yeah. like, that's why people not only because of maturity, but also why people in like high school don't continue to stay together. I mean, I, my school was weird because I think we had like four couples stay together, like even to now and got married, which is crazy. But like overall, like you grow and you change, like, and feelings change. And what I was looking for in my early twenties is not what I'm looking for now. And it's just, it's okay. So you have to understand that other people are like that too. Even the person you're dating. Um, it's a scary thought, especially to like fall out of love with someone, but it happens. Yeah. People are butthurt when they get dumped and that's understandable to a point. Some of their post dumpy behavior is not excusable, but I wonder if the hurt that they feel and the emotions that they feel is more about themselves and not about the other person at all. You know, it's not about losing the other person. You know, that's no big deal. You're, you you're going to find someone else and you'll be just fine. I wonder if it's, you just, you feel like a loser. You know what I mean? Like unwanted. Nobody likes to feel unwanted and rejected and that, that you're not as good as maybe you thought you were or you're not good enough for her. You know, I wonder if it's, if it's more about what you think it says about yourself way more than it is about actually losing this person who doesn't want you. You know what I mean? So I think there's like a couple different aspects of it. I think one, yeah, you're probably a hundred percent right. Cause like nobody likes to feel like they aren't special. Like yeah. that is the worst feeling to feel like you are not special to someone, especially yeah. someone that you thought was special to you. Yeah. The other part, like I just said, you're losing someone that was special to you. So like you're losing a part of you, it feels like, because you gave, you opened yourself up to that. Um, I think if it's earlier on in a relationship, it's more of losing that attachment because um, it, you might not have gotten to the love part, but like you started to have an attachment to someone. Um, so when, so when that attachment is like, Hey, I'm out, you're just like, you start panicking. You're like, Oh my God, no, please don't leave. Like blah, blah, because it's an attachment, not like a love. So, um, you feel like you're kind of like losing a part of yourself and you get frantic and, um, you try to figure out why and try to figure out other ways to like not have it happen. And sometimes you'll do anything. You'll go into like the bargaining aspect. Like I'll do anything, whatever you need. Like I got you. I'm sorry. Is it because I've been more angry, whatever? Like I'll be happier. I promise. Like you heard that so many times and even you might've even said it, who knows? But like, I think with um, breakups, those are the two biggest things is like, A, you're losing someone who was a part of your life. Um, especially if you have plans with them, it's hard because now you're like, what about all of our plans? What if we had a trip planned? What if um, we had all of these future things that we were looking forward to? Now it's nothing and you don't know what your future looks like. And that's scary. 
when you yeah. don't know what your future is going to hold. Um, especially when you thought this person was going to be there. So that, and on top of like not feeling special and, um, feeling like you lost something, it's, it's a big deal. There's so many different aspects of a break and it's hard no matter what breakups just suck. Yeah, they do. How you handle the immediate aftermath is really going to kind of dictate how you get through it. That's if you are the dumper and the dumpy. Mm-hmm. And I also think like you have to understand no matter what, the best thing you could do is just give each other space. Like trying to be friends right after it is not going to work. It doesn't happen because at least right. one of the people is going to be hurting and yeah. that's not okay. Like you need to give each other space, block each other, delete whatever it is. So. Yeah, I agree. That's the, and, um, so many people take that as a rejection when they see that they were blocked on social media or, I mean, it used to be that you did that to people who were psychos, you know, that you, you would block somebody who was kind of a, a psycho or a creeper. But really, I agree with you. You should remove yourself from the environment that, um, that a person can, can keep tabs on you because the temptation may be there for them to to contact you on all those different venues, you know? And honestly, it's just so much healthier for your mental state and your healing process. So that like, because you don't need to be constantly reminded of them and you don't want to be like what I do. I do drastic. Like I know what I do is drastic, but what I do is I go through all of my albums, all of my pictures. I take all of them and like email it to them or whatever. Be like, here's our memories. If you want to keep them, you can, but I will not be keeping them. And then I block the person's number. I delete every single picture off my phone. Wow. Off off social media that I can remember, whatever. Like, because I don't want, first off, I don't want fucking, if it's a long relationship, I don't want my memories popping up every couple like days. Like, oh, memories from seven years ago memories from a year ago blah 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 like look how cute we were look how happy we were like (laughs) I don't want that you kidding me yeah no thank you so I just think it's like I don't know I just think it's best dude like block their shit delete the memory like delete the moments that will remind you of them and like get rid of their stuff like box it up right away if you can if you can get your shit together and just put it in there for that moment Otherwise, do it that weekend when you have time, but like get it done right away so it's not weighing on you. Because the le- I know it's gonna be hard, especially when like you have memories in the place that you're living. But like it, for your mental health, dude, like if you need to do some feng shui shit and like <laughs> move stuff around so at least it feels different. But like you need to do what you, what's best for you, and this person is not gonna be there anymore, and you need to accept it. And like, I understand you can't move on right away as much as I wish you could. And I wish I could have, like, I understand that's not going to happen, but this is going to be the best way to do it is to make at least these small little steps right in the beginning. Yeah. You have like a, like a breakup procedure. (laughs) I do. It's great. Almost like, like a, I, I picture a binder. That says step one, and then you do step this, and then by step, step mm-hmm. two. I think that will have to be our next one. Is um, yeah, our step by step, what to do after a breakup. Perfect. Yeah, but for now, 
the, so to sum this up, if you're the dumper, then like we said, be, be brutally honest with them to the point, you know, different people need different types of brutal honesty. Like some people who are a little bit more dense may need it spelled out for them a little bit more than a person who's mature and been like, Hey, I, I get it. No, you know, no big deal. Um, so be as, as honest as you need to for that specific person. Don't ghost. Don't take the fucking cowardly way out and ghost because you're, you're inviting more drama in the long run because that person may not deal with being ghosted too well. And they're going to contact you way more than if, you know, you would have been honest with them to begin with. So if you're the dumpy on the flip side of that, like I said, don't ask for any more details than they gave you. Now, if they gave you, if, if it was a very long-term relationship and they're not giving you any details, then yeah, you deserve a little bit more of an explanation. But just short of that, if it's someone who's just kind of telling you that, hey, I, I just don't feel it or I don't think we're a good match or anything like that, accept that. Yeah, there very well may be more detailed underlying reason you know, maybe something that turned them off or whatever. You don't need to know what that is. You're just, don't ask the lawyer taboo why question. Just mm-hmm. take, read between the lines. They don't want to be with you. That's all that matters. Exactly. All right. And that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username, the real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five-star rating. And I'm your co-host, Shay Kilmer. You can find me on Instagram at trulyshay. That's T-R-U-L-Y-S-H-A-Y. And remember, you can send us your questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas, any fun stories, because those are our favorite. That's our jam. Of course. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much all of your favorite podcast directories. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shay. That's K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, sex sells. So get in on the action and advertise with us. And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network. Adios, my babes and bros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.